Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Token Podcast. I'm your host and sometimes referee, the friendly neighborhood, Zach Sapp Pearson. And today, we're joined by he who guards the North, the one king himself, which king? Hey everybody, how's it going? And of course, like a comet descending on a planet during its end days, Neko the Goth has returned. Hooray. I'm back! You can all applaud now. Moving on. Alright, so today's topics are what makes a film or TV adaptation rise and fall? Hollywood has engineered hundreds of shows based on different media, and despite many of them never being 100% faithful, some are beloved despite their changes like Sandman, and others are detested like Cowboy Bebop. Pull one out for your homie, Space Cowboy. Is there I've anything... heard nothing but bad things. Yes. Is there anything rights holders can do or should know to make their adaptations a hit? Number two. Sony is testing a game launcher despite stating for multiple decades, including this one, as a company, PC gaming will never be their priority. What do you think it's for? The original creators of Avatar, The Last Day of Bender, have universally decided to remove themselves from the staff of the live action adaptation. Do you feel like watching may be a good idea still or run away? Why or why not? I'm going to correct one small typo. And because I want you to exhaust all your annoy me energy first, uh, Neko, you'll be going first. Hey. I should have probably brought this up earlier on my phone so I can remind myself because I have the memory of a goldfish. You just hit the texting page button and then it's right there. Oh shit, I was trying to look for it on my Facebook messenger. You know, Zach, I just I love all the professionalism that you surround yourself with. Right. He picked us. Fuck you. I, 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 How much as he had? Pick, pick you. No, you are my personal tumor. You just showed up one day. Um, but he, he keeps bringing me back. Like, it, I don't have to be here right now. He could have gotten this tumor removed. Yeah, I could. But I don't have a choice. I think he likes you. Have, I think he likes having you around. No. Friend of me is the end. No. Okay, real quick, though. Zach just said he could... But he, he just basically contradicted himself. No, I was saying I can, but I can't. I know what I said. Oh, I, I heard different. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, so one uh, of the most interesting, I'm sorry, let me phrase that, entertaining things that apparently people seem to like in any form of any media I have is a Tom and Jerry-based relationship. The closest approximation to that in this group is me and Ryan and me and Neko. And... No one knows what the fuck's going on with Ryan. So I don't really have a choice. If there, if there's going to be some level of entertainment, which any form of thing I'm going to do is going to have, I have to have things that are going to entertain people besides myself. And unfortunately, it just happens to be one of the motherfuckers who thinks it's fun to fuck with me. It's because I know I'm cute. IRL. Well, I'm going to edit insult in this uh, that you're never going to see later. So, you know, get them in while you can. What the fuck, man? Well, it's not my fault. Just link them to my Instagram. No, you lazy bastard. You you think I don't know you don't watch anything that you're in? I'm specifically doing the insults because I know you're not going to fucking watch them. What am I not watching now? Okay, fuck it. We're completely off topic. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Insulting your face. 
I, I have no reference, so I have no idea. Topic two, topic three, topic four. Well, if I just straight up said topic two, since we're not covering the first one, so just calling it the first one. But anyway, so when it comes to... Switch. I... Hold on, let me switch off and push, push the talk. This sucks. Okay. I don't know why company or uh, I don't know if you want to say companies or productions I don't know can't make a good video game or anime uh adaptation movie whatever you want to call it I'm trying to think at least one I've seen that was a good anime to live action video game just interpretation in general you won't like you won't like the answer but I can give you the answer if you want that there's none <laughs> no there is a good one but it's really a fucked it? up situation involving a pedophile. Hmm. Like, got uh, confirmed and convicted pedophile. An actor or like... The fucking creator of the series. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a topic for another day. Um, But the reason why... <laughs> there's no rise and fall. There's just fall. The reason why they fall is because they never pander to the game or series original fan base or actually no let me rephrase they think they might be pandering but they're not they are doing the lowest common denominator sort of thing they are just trying to shove all the shit that they assume the fan base likes but they overdo it like we've seen cartoons do this for years we've seen a sequel upon sequel do this a similar thing most of the time with like kids movies and stuff um so these companies just, they take one small thing that the fan base likes. Like, uh, you're probably going to hate this reference to My Little Pony, but hopefully some people get it. If anyone stuck through the series long enough, I don't remember if it was season six or seven, Twilight for one scene gets this silly looking scepter as Discord is kind of making fun of her and making her feel bad. And the scepter was kind of funny. So of course the fan base kind of ran with it for a little bit, making jokes and props and fan art of the scepter being for different ponies or whatever. It was cute. Um, I think they, I don't remember if it was that they brought it back or they kept on like trying to bring that joke back in stupid ways. Like that's not what we wanted. It was a funny thing at the time, but like don't latch onto that one small insignificant throwaway joke and then try to repeat it over and over and over again, like a bad family guy cut. Um, and it feels like companies are always focusing on little things like that and not the actual integrity of the series uh, they're basing it off of. Uh, I'm going to read the rest of this because I focused on like the first sentence and that was it. <laughs> I know you can't hear it if I did it, but mentally think about me slow clapping right now. That is literally like possibly the best fucking answer you've ever given. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not super familiar with some of the more recent uh, releases like the Cowboy Bebop movie. I wanted to see it until, of course, everyone started ranting about how bad it was. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Somebody described to me the Ed actor's uh, performance in this movie and no flame to the actor. They were probably um, coached to perform the scene like this. But they said the initial, the first scene you get introduced to Ed in the movie is like a hallway cosplayer acting like what they think 
Ed would be like on seven Mountain Dews, not like a <laughs> professional, not professional, but like not like a skit, not like somebody who was trying to reenact something. No, like a fucking kid at their first convention in the middle of the co- the convention hallway trying to be in character. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, so I'm going to hurt you a little bit about all that shit. Number one, it's actually worse than you think. Because it wasn't a movie. It was a series. So it was multiple episodes of garbage. Um, Wait, the Cowboy Bebop movie was actually a series of things? Oh, God, why? We don't know. Oh, also, uh, they because uh, they cut a scene from Jurassic Park, that three, which no one cared about, where the doctor admitted she was bisexual... They decided, hey, let's have Faye be bisexual for literally no fucking reason. That's good. Something I preach to my students constantly in almost every part of my class, because we cover a lot of cinematography and things like that, um, is decision making. Don't do things because YOLO, why not? Every little decision you make when it comes to a script, a performance, or a... um, directing your actors, a design should be made intentionally. When you just YOLO a decision because LOL, why not? That is noticeable to your audience. And, and to dedicate And stupid. It's, it's jarring. It totally brings you out of the uh, fantasy. It disconnects you from it. And especially when it comes to video game and anime series, the fan base is wonderfully dedicated. Actually, let me rephrase, horribly dedicated. Um, so they're going to pick up on little things like that and feel betrayed because it doesn't represent the character. It's not a bad. Oh, my God. I hate this is going to sound so bad. No, it's not. I, I already know what you're going to say because I said it, too. I hate that it, everyone feels like they have to include LGBTQ plus things that they can't have straight characters anymore. You can't have a good straight character. Yep. I watched exactly a series called. That's what the fuck I said. Also, I'm a little bit scared that you're teaching a cinematography class. Not that I think you're bad at it, but hey, I don't I'm good at cinematography. I, I don't, not that I think you're bad at it. It's just I don't remember you ever even being taught that shit. But no, I love I, that shit in school. Cool. Um, so I basically said the same thing, and I'm kind of sort of ruining my answer, but I kind of don't have a choice. I'm, I'm offended, but I'm also like, okay, this is one of those things where we're actually agreeing and getting along on something. You pretty much <laughs> have stolen 99% of my answer, so I don't even really need to answer this when it's my turn. Yeah. I said the same shit. I have no problem with Faye being a bisexual. I yeah. don't give a flying fuck. The problem is how they came to that conclusion, which was exactly. fucking, which was fucking dumb. But on top of that, they went out of their way to basically even forget that it even happened because right after that episode, it only gets brought up for like less than 15 seconds in the following episode and it's never heard from again. There was legitimately no reason. And I think you, we all have a different versions of it when you get into the world, the media, but one of the first things they say is don't be scared to drown your babies or there's more than one way to skin a cat. Essentially what it means is don't overbloat or over obsess over something that's not that important. And also if something or a character has no purpose and doesn't need to be there, don't, at them because it's exactly. dumb and weird but we live in a world where everyone and their mom is starting to watch anime and they don't understand the concept of how you feel about storytelling versus good storytelling i blame kingdom hearts <clears throat> for that yeah i said it but um that that was one of the worst things and, and i'm about to unfortunately hurt you even more because 
I'm sure you know who the original anime Sephiroth is, Vicious. Well, uh, Vicious is the opposite of Vicious. He whines, he's spoiled, he throws tantrums, and every time he gets hurt, he has to scream. He literally throws tantrums and kills people just because they offended him. Oh, but that's not even the worst thing about him. They hired a guy whose entire front row of teeth, top and bottom, are misaligned. And they keep doing close-ups in 4K. Oh, gross. I don't hate this man, but literally... I can't understand why when they saw, holy shit, we did all the close-ups and got all the shots back, this man's teeth are all leaning in the wrong direction that we shouldn't CG it or even we got a big-ass budget. Let's pay to have this motherfucker have his teeth fixed. And again, I don't hate him, but it's not characteristic of Vicious to have teeth that are legitimately all crooked and in almost every single scene that he's in the motherfucker ends up yelling or throwing a tantrum which vicious doesn't even fucking do that actually brings up another point of why uh hollywood fucks up video game and anime series so much they a hundred it's probably a little too harsh i shouldn't assume everything but they (laughs) oftentimes very dramatically misrepresent the characters um, I don't know anything about the old Dragon Ball Z movie, like the, not the newest one, but like the older one. Apparently Bulma was not blue haired. She had like a streak of blue in her we, hair. We don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk <laughs> about that one. It was so bad. It had nothing to do with Dragon Ball. Like yeah. it had nothing to do with Dragon Ball Z at all. Like they they took characters names and that was it. Like every, it could have been its own movie with its own thing. It still would have been bad, but they needed to not call it Dragon Ball. Well, the like, part is, that's exactly like, what we said about Resident Evil too. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to ask you for that. Um, but it's so funny because like it feels like Hollywood thinks, ah, this is a popular franchise or a popular series. If we make a movie with those names, it'll be popular too, right? But all they do is insult the fan base. Yeah, bro. I think what. All these companies who are doing like these live adaptations should go off of is Sonic. The Sonic movies have been great. Actually, they yeah, you're right. Phenomenal. They should be going off of those because like that's fucking why. <laughs> yeah, like the that's, that's the kind of thing you should be going off is like, okay, here's the characters, and we're gonna make our own world, but like we're not like we're not gonna bullshit it in a bad way. Like it's been so like I honestly start like I honestly end up watching some of these light adaptations just to see how bad they are, but I have to yeah. be in the right mood for it. Like I watched the Death Note. I watched the Death Note light adaptation, and I've read the manga of Death Note, and I watched the anime of Death Note. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Like one of my like definitely my top favorite uh, animes at, of all time. Like it it was phenomenal to watch. But I watched the live adaptation knowing it was going to be uh absolutely terrible and like you're saying like how they attach to like one thing the death note adaptation attached to the uh l and whatever that chick's name was that he was seeing for a while kira and they yeah and they completely like mess it up like l was not the creative mastermind that he was in the anime he she was controlling things like it was 
it was just weird in general. Like nothing was right, and it was poorly written in general. Okay, so you know, before you know, that's the you, thing. Like, how can you excuse poor writing when it comes to these? Okay, thank I'm done you. with that. Sorry. Okay, um, you know, not to take over your question too much, but final pain uh, in in uh, Cowboy Bebop. I'm gonna put it in the pick dump so other people don't have to suffer this. Okay, so. Click that link and you will see Vicious do something he absolutely refuses to do. And it was even in his character. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not super familiar with Cowboy Bebop as outside the main cast. I never fully finished it. No, I know, no shame it's not on me. Vicious. Wow, it's not even long. Um, No, it's just Vicious, the, the dude who's like the enemy for like the last couple episodes. We know nothing about him. He's quiet and silent. We just know that he's shady and he wanted to take over an entire criminal organization and he doesn't care who he had to backstab and betray to get where he got. That's literally it, right? And he's obsessed with katanas. He refuses to use guns after he got out of the military. Literally the first time you see him, he's yelling, throwing a tantrum and he's shooting handguns. They didn't, they didn't try to respect what they had. But yeah, continue or, you know, go to your next topic. Sorry for the interruption. Yeah, I mean, like the Sonic movies, like you had the characters and they acted like what you would expect the characters to be. Like, you know, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, like, Doc, um, you know, Eggman. Like, yeah, like stick to what the characters actually are. Not try to remake them. If you're going to, if you're going to name the series, like the adaptation after something like you can make your own story just just actually stick to what the characters are like if you're going to name it like who their actual characters are and stick to that you can make your own story from there sonic did that it was cool that's what i was going to say i was going to ask since you're a little bit more familiar with um those movies and stuff like that uh wh what is it that makes the sonic movies actually good and Knuckles. sonic movie took a little bit of a different turn because they incorporated our realistic world into it but what do you think um other companies could do to like maybe keep the story in their world or like not have to incorporate our human world into it but you know do all the right things Stick to the source material on like how the characters actually are. Um, I think staying away from like we've already seen the anime of it. We don't want to re-see scenes from an anime with real people because it's not going to look as cool. Let's be honest. We watch anime because anime looks cool and there's some cool stuff they can do in there. You're not going to be able to recreate that um, in a live adaptation. But you stick to who the characters at least are and then you tell your own story you know, that, you know, follows somewhat of the rules of the world or something. And I think that's what they should really do. Just stick to who the characters are, stick to some of the source material, but you can tell your own story as long as it's correctly written. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if this is 100% true because, like, I try to give companies a, at least a little bit of the benefit of doubt. Um, so when somebody says, I want to make... A Sly Cooper movie because I'm really salty that never happened. Um, you would think it's people saying, oh, I love Sly Cooper. I love the game. Like, they're a fan who wants to make their own adaptation to it. So it's confusing when these huge companies with tons of money and resources and writers and blah, 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 blah. Why are they so bad at capturing the 
what's my four? I guess the essence of these characters, because you can actually make up your own story. Like you said, you can put them into any sort of world, but if you keep the characters true to who they are, it doesn't matter what problems you give them or what world you give them. It'll still feel good. If that makes sense. (laughs) No, it makes totally accurate sense. And, uh, I, I, and I hate to tell people this, but this is something that a lot of people struggle with. 90% of the people that get a license for something, they don't always get a license because they're a fan. They got a license because someone gave them the money to get the license and it's not actually run by a fan. A fan might be directing it, but a producer or an executive who don't give a shit, they just know it's popular, may actually be the person in charge. And that's unfortunately and that's how fuck-ups happen. But here's the ironic part. The only people who've ever been able to escape this and ironically, also um, be subject to it is Ninja Turtles and Transformers. Because the Ninja Turtles have had shows that are run by people who grew up watching the show. And they'll even get some of the old actors to reprise certain roles or be new characters and have good writing by people that give a shit. Uh, he's not mentioned a lot, but people forget Seth Green is the king of nerds for a reason. He's even on some of the Ninja Turtle shows. Um... But then they'll also, at the same time, there'll be another person who says, hey, this shit made a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I produced the old show. Let me go and make something new because I want money. Like all the old Ninja Turtles, because they were here like three weeks ago. They said it. They loved the show. They loved hanging out. They all felt like they became brothers with each other. The only thing they ever hated was the producer of the show. Oh, no. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's hard because fan who has a good idea and that can be very profitable doesn't necessarily always have money and then sometimes there's the worst of both worlds m night shamanama ding dong ah. his son hey, he should, stick to, he should was, stick to his own movie genre and not go to other movie genres yeah, his son like, was a fucking obsessive fan then one day he got into it then the next day the whole family fell in love with Avatar The Last Airbender. So nothing could possibly go wrong, right? No, but that's the M. Night Shyamalan effect. The twist was... It really is. He like, he really everything. has his own effect. Literally. Like, yeah, if he literally wasn't directing that movie, that movie would have been successful. <laughs> no, that movie had other problems. But like, like uh, which King said, M. Night Shyamalan needs to really stick to his own genre. Because like, there is a time and place for his ridiculous plot twist. I mean, look at Trigger Anime. We all love being triggered by fucking aliens. Every fucking time, Trigger. So that's fine as a genre, as a that's your style. Don't bring it into anime or something. At least yeah, this it, anime. It's it's yeah, it's a time and place for for that kind of stuff. Like, like you gotta know the audience, you gotta know what your style is, and like know where that falls. Like you know, I've talked about act. I've talked about actors like a lot of times. Like there's some actors which have an extensive range of roles they can play, and then you just have some actors. Uh, what's that actor's name that plays the Green Goblin? Oh, uh, uh, William Dafoe. Yeah, William Dafoe. Like he's got a huge range, but let's be honest. We want to see him most of the time playing a character that's kind of got some mental deranged shit going on and gives Can that I creepy just say smile. He has like, like the best last name for an evil bad guy. Like, oh my god, he does. Like he's so he's William amazing. Dafoe. That's how you say it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I do feel bad. Sorry. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, just a random side thought. I do feel bad uh, for actors who do get typecasted because from the stuff that I've just absorbed from YouTube and online, it seems like some actors like really hate when they get typecasted. But at the same time, like we were just saying, like, know your strengths, know your uh, audience, stuff like that. If you're really good at playing that style of character, why is it so bad? But I'm not an actor, so I can't yeah. really comment. I, like, I definitely like to see people, like, you know, grow and expand. But, yeah, there's just some characters that, like, answer. some actors. There's just some actors that, like, this This is this is what you play. This is what you're really good at. This is people come to see you as. And I yeah, do I'm feel sure. that. Like, I can see why it would be frustrating if you don't want to be there. Yes, I know the answer to the question. Um, okay, so, and again, this is me just giving you the shortest possible version. Um, what entertains you is what entertains you as an individual. Now, yeah, if I get trained and I get an eight-year degree or I get a four-year degree and, I ha- and I'm supposed to learn a variety of tools in a toolbox as an actor or entertainer, and I get told, nah, fuck all that. You're just going to do this one thing for 20, 30, 40 years. And anything else you want to do, nah, fuck that. We don't want to think of you in that way. That's when stereotyping and typecasting becomes offensive and hurtful. Because now you're saying, try disconnecting and reconnecting. Because now you're saying that, oh, this person isn't allowed, this person isn't allowed to be more than they are. You're telling them, no, fuck your abilities. I don't give a shit about your abilities. I want to hobble your career like I like I'm chopping off your damn legs. I want you to just be my puppet. But at the same time, as an entertainer and an actor, you're hired to be just that. So the problem becomes, can you do something else if they let you or do you have to do it your damn self? And I deal with it in a unique way because, well, I'm not a classically trained actor, but when it comes to when I was doing stand-up, um, I, I was honestly terrified. I think the reason I did so well was because I was terrified of being booed off a stage because I thought in my brain, no one told me this, if you're booed off a stage even once, your career's over. Turns out, ceiling jokes p- fucks your career. But no, it's being booed off a stage yeah. your career was over. So I would constantly have shit and that would be completely different relation and material to... Anything else that I said maybe a month earlier, even though technically if you go on tour, you can rotate your material and get maybe a full year or a half year out of it because you're going to new places and you're saying the same shit, but it's to a new audience. Because I didn't know what the actual cutoff was, but I was very isolated from a lot of other, you know, like actual legitimate, I do this 24-7 comedians. When I bump into people, 90% of it is them trying to ask me or tell me to my face, Oh, that story that actually happened. Nah, you made that up. That's some bullshit, right? Or they'll have a conversation directly in front of me about me. Like, oh, he made that up. No, that one's real. That one's fake. Blah, 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 blah. Not even asking me. And I just, I got, I got turned off of the idea of fucking getting to know them. And a lot of them are like legitimately one note motherfuckers. Yes, they make a good joke, but they essentially make the same good, good joke or the opposite. They wait till life events happen and then they tell the life of it. There's nothing wrong with either of those. There's also nothing wrong with making up a joke that's a complete lie and it's, and it's fucking funny. Your job is to tell a story. No one said you have to tell the truth. But I just naturally was meeting a bunch of people who I realized, oh, you're just an asshole who can only be an asshole and tell these set jokes. And people don't realize nine times out of ten, you're giving your actual opinion. So I got it in my head that, man. 
I can't be one thing because I'll get fucked over. And that's essentially what's happening to a lot of actors and still happens to a lot of actors. Some do care. Some don't care. But that's that's all it is. It's just because they don't know if it's a good idea or if it's good for their career to be one note. And people conforming you into one note is scary, especially when they're the ones hiring you. That's all it is. It's it's just fear of not being able to do anything else just because you're good at this one thing. That's it. Yeah, crazy work. Though, I guess, um, honestly, talking about that kind of stuff might be a good subject for another time. But, yes. uh, yeah, um, I kind of took over topic two. Do you, do you have any you more thoughts on that? Which, I, okay, well, I mean, what I didn't want to, like, hit every single thing that is wrong, I want to leave some things for Witch King to talk about. Was there anything else you had to say on why these movies are fucking shit? <sighs> not listening to their user base too like going back to the sonic thing like remember when they did those like accidental leaks of like footage oh no we actually had a leak of footage and then like the community lost their shit about how sonic looked and then they fixed it i think companies should use yeah i think companies should freaking do that more often like hey like if they for like cowboy bebop was i was saying about that character you know showing clips with him with a gun and freaking out and yelling or something you know, people probably like the internet was spoken up. Like that's the cool thing about the internet. Like in getting the fan base is uh, you can you can get feedback before you do it to see if the movie's going to go well. But that's just a showing of like you actually care or not. Like I a hundred percent. Hold on. Okay, I 100% agree, but I do think for specifically Sonic's case, it was totally publicity stunt. They knew their Sonic looked like shit. They did that accidentally to get tons of traction and okay. reactions and stuff like that. I can and tell then y'all they something. fixed it, but they already had it ready. I can tell y'all something, but it's going to be cut out of the video. Or I could, uh, you know, type it to y'all, but then y'all can't bring it up for like the rest of this entire podcast. What you want me to do? Because I know I mean, something you might about as well that. Cut. You're going to cut this yeah, out anyway. You might as well just cut it out. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me hit the pause button. So, okay, so another, topic three. So so another live activation I just remembered that was terrible was the Halo one that they did recently. Oh, was it bad? Oh, I actually yeah. wanted to watch okay, it. look, look. Sad. Look. I'll give you the short version and I don't even play Halo and I feel bad for those people. Um... They literally made Master Chief not the main character of his own fucking show. But on top of that, they're obsessed with the inability for Master Chief to keep his helmet on or off. So he puts it on and off so much that it doesn't make sense anymore. He put a helmet on to drive in a vehicle and then he took it off the minute he the minute he parked it and started talking. It was dumb and it was weird. Moving on. Topic three. (laughs) You go ahead and start, Witch King, since I did the last one. Oh, my fucking God, they've become friends. What? Yeah. It's polite. We're being no, good it's hosts. not. It was supposed to be you going through all the fucking questions, then him. I know, but I don't like that method. Like, one person answers all three. There needs to be yeah. at least some back and forth. So we can do it one topic at a time. There was always going to be back and forth because everyone interjects in general. But, you know, you like yeah. doing whatever good. you want to do, so... Yeah, I think Zach should take the start of this one because he definitely has more of the base knowledge for this than I think either of us do. So I think he'd be able to give the spicy bits of information on oh, the story of this. 
I know nothing about anything that's happening here. I'll just have commentary. Fuck. Yeah, same. <laughs> Fuck both of y'all. Okay, so Sony has been testing, or at least they thought they were testing in secret, a Sony game launcher. Because as we know, as early as, no, as far back as the beginning of the PlayStation 4 era, they were trying to set up ways to basically run your game system online. And they were remarkably successful. And even if they weren't, they kept buying companies and making little things and, you know, trying to hide them when they weren't that popular, where you could utilize a system that lets you play the games through, you know, a secondary screen. So your system would be on, turned on by the internet, and you'll be playing your PlayStation on your computer, but the PlayStation 5 or 4 will be at home and on. They did it with the PSP and they did it with the Vita. So they're not new to this, right? But they're experimenting with the idea of like a full-on, hey, here's our games, run our games from your PC situation. So they won't inherently be making PC games. They'll essentially be streaming their platform games onto a PC system. Theoretically, that's why they're doing this. But since we weren't even supposed to know about this, the real question is, do you think that's what they're doing or are they trying something else? Because they made a full acknowledgement they are not going to make video, going to stop making video game systems. Well, I mean, it sounds a lot like they're just trying to like they're they're just realizing that PC is a superior race, and if they want more people to get their games, hey, hey, have listen. them play them on PC. Hey, hey, don't 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 say that shit to me because that's a good way to piss me off. PC master race, yo. I'm not playing. Kidding. No, like I do enjoy like controller games. Like I've been playing some a lot of computer games lately. And I'm like, I really miss just having a controller with like twelve buttons on it. And this is, I have an entire keyboard. The shit, I don't remember how to press everything. Um, I mean, like, it sounds like they're just trying to expand their market a bit, just like to get people to play the games that they already could get on console, to be able to play them on PC. Uh, Neko, if you're saying something, you you're. I think you still muted yourself. We can't hear you. I was. Uh, fuck. What was I gonna say now? I completely lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, along that line, uh, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and not like be like, oh, it's just a company lying to us, like they always do. I do think they're not being a hundred percent honest, or I do think more like they are going a little bit back on what they've preached before of, Oh, we're not going to uh, prioritize PC. I don't think they're going to prioritize PC necessarily, but I do think, okay. Think about like every, including console games right now, almost every platform is moving to, or at least they have some sort of game cloud, like steam or something that you can access now, or like you can access old games on a game cloud sort of thing. So they're probably just doing something like that. Just trying to make it easier to game from anywhere, a game on multiple platforms. Um, but I think that's really cool and a really good idea. Uh, not to digress too much, but uh, re just recently my husband got the Steam Deck. And that makes me actually excited to look at more games on Steam and play them because I am not a very good PC gamer. Hey, so I, I don't think you're going to like that. If you got a Switch, stick with that. Well, I have my Switch, but like there's going to be some games on Steam that actually I've wanted to play, but haven't played. And now we have the Steam Deck so I can just play like I as if I was playing on my Switch. You don't have a PC controller for your PC? Uh, 
I don't know. I might. In, in my personal experience, because I'm stupid when it comes to computer stuff, I've had difficulties uh, getting controllers to work with my computer in the past. And I just kind of said, fuck it, don't want to deal with it. And that's why I haven't done a lot of PC gaming. I just like how I've literally indirectly solved some of her fucking problems. And anytime I do, she finds a way to use it against me and give me a headache because I know I solved that fucking problem almost two years ago. And I then- think you did. And maybe I don't remember. You have solved problems for me. I will admit that. Or just I don't care about your solutions because I don't care about the problem. That's well, that's kind of what I was going to say. Um, I don't know if maybe you either forget via ADD or it's more along the lines of it was a trivial problem to you. So probably that one. You actually fixing said trivial problem was not on your list of priorities. Pretty much. Uh, I guess that does play into why the whole like not PC gaming hasn't ever been a problem for me. Like I've looked at some Steam games and be like, oh, that'd be interesting to play. But I haven't cared enough to either try to invest in one of those like controllers that's like really universal. Because I also hate remapping everything or changing the configuration. Okay, um, if I if I fix this issue now, are you actually going to pay attention? Probably not, because we have a Steam Deck. <laughs> and, and there's how many of you? There's two of you, and there's one Steam Deck. So what does that mean? I don't need to play it that often. It's not like my husband's playing it constantly. I'm more excited when he gets the dock for it, and then we can play just like a Switch. See, what I love don't is accessibility and what. Don't you just need a USB to HDMI cable? Uh, no, I think you need an actual uh, dock, just like the Switch. And they have a dock that's supposed to come out for it, but it was delayed. Wow, that's that's fucking shady as shit. Oh my god, that is a definition of nickel and diming. Really? You don't need a... Well, no, you don't It's need just a like dock. the Switch. You can play it handheld or you can play it on your TV. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm going to play it on my TV. I, don't, I like ease of access and accessibility. That's why I've always loved Nintendo's handheld games or handheld consoles. Even though I've had like some PlayStation consoles, I've always, Nintendo's handhelds have always been like my favorite and the ones I care about. I love having all my games easily accessible. So I download most of my games. So the Steam Deck is just this awesome thing of all of your Steam games right there in your hands. And if you want, once the dock is out on your TV. But the whole Steam Deck thing was completely off topic. The whole point is ease of access and making it so you can play maybe the same games on multiple platforms, whether it be your PC or your console or, I don't know, we're going to get a new version of the, oh God, what the fuck was that thing? That PlayStation handheld or Sony handheld Vita. thing that came out one time ago? Yeah, the Vita. PSD? The Vita. Was it Vita? PlayStation the Vita. Hand- yes, that's what it's called. Wow, I remember the name being something else. I remember the PSP. PSP, that's what I was thinking of. No, well, look, they they made one after that is what I'm telling you. The most recent one is PlayStation Vita. Well, you see how much we remember that one. Clearly. I mean, to be fair, uh, Sony forgot about that bitch too. (laughs) Clearly, there was like no advertising (laughs) for it. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's like my assumption, but I don't know. Fuck okay. if I know. I don't do much console gaming anymore. I play one game. Play oh, the Wild is... Oh. Why? 
Don't what? don't ask her that. Please do not ask her that. I love pain. Topic okay, four. that makes sense. The original creators of Avatar, The Last Airbender, have universally decided to move themselves. Wait, was there anything else you wanted to say, Witch King? Oh my fucking god, every time. We gotta be nice! Oh, you were being nice. You're not being nice. You're pissing me off on purpose, which we all knew you were gonna do. We're padding the recording time. What did I say about not doing that not before ten minutes before we started? I don't remember that at all. Me yeah. either. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know you fucking don't. You're just pretending, but you actually don't remember. I really don't. What's going on? Where am I? Are you ever say anything about not padding the runtime of this? I'm not even trying to pad the runtime. I'm just trying to be polite. <laughs> like the record of shortest. Fucking up my edit is Okay, I'm glad you. I'm glad you've clarified that for me. Fucking up my edit is polite for you. Okay. Um, it's better for the listeners. I care more about them. Then how much work you have. One day I'm going to like make you do a push-up just to watch you suffer. That's I'll fine. do a push-up. I, I do I, all the push-ups. I deserve yeah, it. You, not her. You, we know you do push-ups. Her is where the comedy and pain come from. Why do you want to cause her pain? Like, actually, never mind. She Are you says serious? She likes pain, so Are you mind. serious? I'm just filthy. Like, would you like an essay, like pain. sir? Would you, you like an essay? Just, you, like pain. you literally just said you enjoy pain, and that's why I'm like, okay. so yes, like, I make no, a good well, I don't happy. enjoy, I enjoy my mental pain. pain. I don't enjoy my pain. Hey, doing a push up isn't physical pain, it's all mental. You have to believe you oh, can do no. it. Oh, no, you haven't. You literally haven't met her. I promise you, she will flip that on you. A push-up for her is the definition of torture. I can't do a push-up. <laughs> I can't do a pull. I can't do anything. And whose fault is that? Wait, wait, wait. I can do that cheesy, like, on-your-knees push-up. I can do that. That doesn't count. Damn it. So can a three-year-old. I've seen one-year-olds push themselves up off the ground like that, so... uh I know that was an insult, but that was a really good one. <laughs> So yeah, discuss topic four, Neko. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, you're gonna have to clarify this question a little bit more for me. So you're saying the um, so the the creators of Avatar, the original creators, decide to remove themselves from the Last Airbender. Completely understand that. So are you saying is it still okay to watch that movie despite the creators TV leaving? Show? Are you what? TV show. It's not a movie. It's a TV series. Oh. You're thinking about M. Wait, okay. Shyamalan's movie. No, Netflix isn't making a movie. They're making a series. Oh, oh, I remember now. Oh, okay. So I do want this to be more of a discussion, but my bottom line is, no, it doesn't. There's nothing wrong with watching it. Fucking watch what you want. Enjoy what you want. Like, once again, going back to League of Legends, Riot's a shit company. They have done tons of like sexist and shady and stupid things. Sure, they're quote unquote trying to make themselves better, but what game company is actually doing that? All game companies are fucking corrupt. But, so like you would think then you shouldn't play League of Legends. You shouldn't support them. Bitch, I have fun. I enjoy the game. I don't care about the company. I'm going to play it. I enjoy Avatar Last Airbender. I'm curious to see how the live action adaptation will turn out. I'm going to watch it. You have a Mic very drop. interesting moral compass, and I'm going to just leave it at that. I have a selfish moral compass, and oh. I accept that. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you said it. That is like literally your worst fucking trait. But that aside, um, okay, so for me, the way I look at it is there's a difference between trying to do the right thing 
and trying to make the best of a bad situation and also being a sociopath and doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Now, can you really call me a sociopath for playing the games I want, watching the things I want? Regardless you're at, least of a masoch- at minimum, you're a masochist. Yeah, no, fair. she's not a masochist. She's a, she's a very, very low-grade, unoffensive sociopath. However, still not a positive trait. Moving on. Um, so That's actually you got like legitimately mean for no reason. Well, it's not. I'm giving a description. People think I'm joking, so I figured if I didn't say it with a ha-ha-ha tone, people would take me seriously. But as I've learned... Literally, even before she got here, when I give an accurate description about anybody in this group, people automatically assume that I'm not being serious. I'm saying, no, this is how they actually are. And I'm not doing it to be a dick. I'm just being descriptive. She is also short. Does that mean? No, she is actually short. Now, if that I said she's a homicidal sociopath who's a psychopath and self-serving, blah, 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 super narcissist, that would be another matter. But I said low grade and left it at that. We're not there yet. So one of these days. See, you joke, but that could actually happen to you. Um, All right. So essentially how I look at it is they saw too much deviation and they didn't like it. But who has the most freedom and creation of entertainment media? 2D and 3D people. This isn't that. This is live action there is a finite budget and there's a limit to what can be done without it having a massive expense charge not to interrupt so soon but this kind of goes back to our earlier conversation about it doesn't necessarily matter what world you're putting them in what adaptation whatever as long as you stick true to the character's uh true personalities essence you know things like that like what they actually would act like it doesn't matter anything else around them you can have a low budget good live action story while staying true to the characters and make it enjoyable for new and old fans alike well see here's the thing do the creators feel that way though now here's the thing that's an asset and resource they lost access to are there plenty of other people who do shit absolutely they didn't write that shit in a vacuum hell no there was at least i think the entirety of the franchise, there's been about 15 writers of Avatar. Do we know what all they did? Hell nah. But you just took the two found fundamentals and said, and they said, nah, fuck this shit, I'm out. So that bothers me. However, it could have been based on how they feel about the story and the story's escalation of things. Like, Maybe they don't like that by the end of season one, they skip a bunch of shit that happened in the middle. We don't know the specific reason and they didn't state it. And nine times out of, Yeah, and nine times out of ten when people do, they purposely try to make them erase it. Like, we know why we didn't get the Deadpool cartoon show. Everyone fucking loved it. But because of one asshole sh- giving the writers and producers shit about Katy Perry for no fucking good reason, by the way. They said, you know what? I'm tired of your bullshit. You're pissing me off all the time. And they left. And then when they put it on Twitter, they spent like fucking an hour or a full day trying to get them to take it down, but it was too late. We don't have that scenario with this. We know why they hated the movie because they couldn't even state that, hey, they're basically going to bullshit and do whatever the hell they want to until after the movie had come out and they were under contract. 
So will I watch it? Yes, unfortunately. But I will watch it pensive. And because I know you motherfuckers don't know what that means. Essentially, what I'm saying is I will cautiously watch it. And when I start to see extremely fucked up deviation, I'm checking out because I don't like that shit anymore, especially when there's no reason to do it. However, the leak script, and it's not a confirmed leak, so we're going to call it a rumor, is that the main reason that they fucking don't like it is because of they're supposedly trying to have a subplot about love between Ang and Katara. Here's the problem. That already happens. So I'm, I'm thinking it might be when it happens or they may try to incorporate somebody and try to make love involved when it really fucking wasn't. The thing that pisses me off about a lot of things, like I'm all for cliches in the right time and place. I am sick of cliches that are just kind of thrown in there for no reason. Yeah. And not to say that you can't have a love plot in Avatar because they always did have at least a small one going. Yeah, and it, but Legend it was of small. Korra, yeah, and like Legend of Korra botched it because they started having too many love plots and too many love triangles that was stupid yeah. and annoying and took away from the series. So I can easily see the sub, if this is a, a true leak, um, the love subplot fucking up the story they want to tell with this live action avatar. But I do think that this live action version shouldn't be a copy paste of the animated series. That's boring. We saw it already. So I'm all for them expanding on the world or going about it in a different way. But make it a good story. Like, doesn't matter what franchise you're using. Bad writing is bad writing. That kind of shit drives me insane. Yeah. And, you know, they could maybe it could have been good writing, but they or they or it could be the opposite. They were just being used to formulate good writing around shitty ideas that are completely disingenuous and dishonest to the characters. But, you know, they'll get away with it if they know they got good writing. There's a bunch of possibilities and reasons why things could have happened. But essentially, um, just to wrap it up, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I I'm going to watch it. But if it starts going south, I'm not going to finish it. Now, which King, what about you? You're going to watch it or you're going to, you know, wait and see. Uh, I suppose. Like, I mean, like at minimum, you're probably going to want to chat about it when it comes out. So I'll watch it out of curiosity. Like I really like Avatar Last Airbender. But the fact that the 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 main creative team that were part of Avatar Last Airbender wanted out like that is very, very concerning to me because that was a very well made show like that. That was, was the type of show where, you know, that the people who wrote it and were part of it really cared about it, really cared about the fan base and and kept going with it. And they made a phenomenal piece of media, uh, you know, I mean, the number of people who when it, you know, came out on Netflix the you know just rewatched it all over again you know that was a show from my childhood that was out and you know just everyone started rewatching it again um and i mean youtube blew up over it you know it was a good time and no i'm definitely concerned with like what i've been seeing with a lot of you know live adaptations i mean i enjoy resident evil I see Zach's like Zach and I talked about this a lot, you know, last week on our thoughts back and forth. But like, I enjoyed that, but I get where it fell short on the, you know, overarching rest of the lore. That is the resident evil series. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want just a cookie cutter Avatar Last Airbender movie, but I don't know how else they do that if they want to call it Avatar Last Airbender and without the, you know, the creative writing staff from the original one. I am concerned. Like, what what story are you going to tell and call it Avatar The Last Airbender? I was just thinking that. If you just called it Avatar, you know, like, you know, and did a different name, like, you know, Avatar Legend of Korra, like that, you know, it had Avatar, but then another bit. So you knew which one was which. Like if they did something different instead of calling it Avatar Last Airbender, because if they're making this a series, um, which I don't think is a bad idea if you want to get more in depth and be a lot closer to source material, like a one off movie, you have to be you have to really kind of do your own thing a lot. Because you can't tell the entire story. Like, that's how Avatar Last Airbender, the first live one, failed was because it was trying to tell too many things at the same time and it was just disconjointed and way too much information and no one cared. And it was just a copy-paste, basically. I don't remember that story really deviating from anything other than just being a summary. No, and they just, yeah, and they just, like, you know, skipped ahead, like, three series in a row. You know... Uh, this, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, like you said, like, yeah, what kind of story are they going to tell? Um, I didn't even think about that, that like this isn't a sequel, prequel, alternate universe, anything like that. From what it sounds like, they are just retelling the original story of Avatar of the Last Airbender. But how do you do that differently? And, and you can't necessarily do a sequel because that's already been done. We already saw what happened after uh, Aang's um rain as avatar like i feel like they either have to do a prequel which would actually be super fun to get even more in detail of ang's life and stuff like that leading up to his uh uh you know freezing or yeah or in between him defeating the fire lord and while they're building up republic city and stuff like that it's weird to suddenly transition it to 3d or live action but hey still a fun story I'd actually be down with the the, the Republic City thing because I think like Ang's Ang's pass is like we kind of got like he was he was an air nomad he he sat on a mountain and meditated and learned to be the Avatar like I think that story's been told it's not going to be that exciting with that they'd have actually, to go think, for more world building like deep into the world building like yeah. with the first Avatar yeah I actually liked it like the the way you just brought about Republic City like the founding of that like yeah it would be weird to be a live ad- adaptation. But, like, I actually wouldn't mind seeing it. Like, when I got to Legend of Korra, like, I'm like, there's so much stuff that happened here. Yes, I thought the same thing. There's so many adventures and things and stuff going on. And I really want to know, honestly, like, I think a lot of people, if, uh, you know, uh, Toph's kids are are one of them Sokka's or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that that (laughs) does come up a lot, but it's more like, it's not Sokka. I mean, it's uh, Sokka had to have had children, but it's just weird that they're just completely like not even acknowledged or even mentioned. They don't even really talk about Suki at all. Like Sokka gets brought up a few times, but Suki's just like, I think her Kyoshi warriors make an appearance, but she never gets spoken Sokka about. Get, uh, Sokka gets brought up like literally three times and his adult quote unquote version of himself is one of the uh, it has literally only two sentences and then he's like never heard from him. He's just this legendary figure, but where the fuck are his kids at? Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, 
Sokka was a bit of a lady. Let's be honest here. Sokka was a bit of a ladies' man. Like, you hey, know. A little bit. And so- Toph was Sokka- showing. She had a little crush on him. Oh, well, yeah. Sokka, Sokka is what I like to call, uh, what I, uh, what I like to call the lucky idiot of the relationship yeah. world. Because every guy knows that if there is a pretty boy in the room and pretty boy has muscles, pretty boy can do whatever the fuck he wants to. I don't give a shit. That's just, that's just life. But there's always that one guy who is like this lanky motherfucker. He, you, you don't even care if he thinks he's cool or if he's a dork, you don't even really know. And he'll just have six, seven girls around him. And he not realize he could get at least two of them. Not saying he has to be a pimp or anything, but he is oblivious to his own attractiveness. I've known four of those dudes. And I just keep thinking to myself like, man, this is some accurate shit. But everybody else think, oh, they just did that for shits and giggles. Like, no, these people exist. I know. It's it's funny because it's because Sokka is genuine. Like, yeah, he's kind of a dick, and yeah, he's kind of he's a little bit of a narcissist sometimes. But if you really think about Sokka, he most of the time there are times where he does try to pretend. Um, but he's almost always genuine, and I that's I believe what Suki fell for because she uh, saw that he um, actually was being humble and actually trying really hard. And even when he's kind of being a, a bit of a self-absorbed. Uh, I don't even know. He's not like a true narcissist, but like he's genuine in that too. And he's just like full of himself and loving himself and things like that. Okay. With that being said, that brings this episode of token podcast to a close. Uh, I've been your host and sometimes neighborhood friendly Zach Staff Pearson. And I will see you guys when I see you guys. Bye. Later.